Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the Gilded Lily. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down here at our desks, pick up a quill, and pretend to be someone we're not, using these uh, funny-shaped rocks with numbers on them. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. This one here is about a few college roommates who abandon higher education and accidentally become pirates. Well, hopefully the good kind. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and problematic content that often comes with these Dungeons & Dragons as you pull them out of the box. In short, it just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our funny little characters. What adventures will our rascals get into this week? Would you believe me if I said it was a job interview? Well, let's roll some dice and find out together. Log Day 2. This is Kothak Valir, speaking for the Gilded Lily. It has been two days since we landed in the Undercity port, and it's been a nerve-wracking couple days. Vapa has kept the ship guarded, but we've had a few close calls with drunkards and fishermen. My contact here in the city has arranged for a few hopeful interviews, but none have proved themselves fruitful yet. One man was clearly a charlatan. A sorcerer from the frontier whose one trick was card magic. I also had a very strange conversation with an individual who claimed to be a hat. Still haven't quite worked that one out, but regardless, hopefully today's session goes a bit smoother. I can't keep the crew here much longer. We never know where the cult will strike next. So, our story continues with our three adventurers making their way through the Undercity. The dark and kind of isolated portion of New Bismuth where a lot of the mining and production happens. The air is kind of thick and smells of heat and burning coals as this portion of the city is full of forges and mines where most of their minerals come from. You make your way winding through these tall and thin cramped streets. Every building around is carved of dark stacked stone or dark woods that have been pulled in from the jungle, though deep down in here, it kind of blends into all one kind of palette. Around you, you can see street lamps with arcane crystals that glow with light, some of which the crystals have been removed and taken somewhere by someone who probably shouldn't have it. Um, and you wind through the streets 
passing you by are carts of carts pulled by horses with piles of coal and metal ore stacked in the back as you slowly encroach closer and closer towards the mouth of this massive cavern where a lot of residents of New Bismuth call this home. In the distance, you can see sunlight reflecting off of the, the bay behind New Bismuth. And even further beyond that, you can see the mountain range known as the Pillars Lake extending up into the sky far beyond where you would expect to be able to see the top, broken and hidden by clouds. As you step out onto the main thoroughfare leading to the docks, or that's adjacent to the docks, you can see there are many ships here. Some small sail ships, some large warships and galleons. Among them, you can see people taking goods on and off. You can see moving up and down the, the docks, there are small patrols of the Bismuth Legion. Riley, they immediately catch your eye. And with a quick... Can I get a group survival check? Actually, you know where Sashi's is. At this point, Milana, um, I think you would be leading the way. Um, yeah. And you lead your friends up to the front of this small dockside bar known as Sashi's. It's made of unassuming, um, lightly tanned wood um, pulled from the lighter trees of the jungle. Draped over the door is a small shade where you can see there are a handful of stools set up at a bar that looks off onto the water. Adjacent to that is a small door framed with a four-piece glass window. One of the, the corner frames is broken. Um, sitting at the bar here, you can see there is an older individual man, very thick gray, gray beard, pointed half-elven ears, hunched over the table. Leaning up against the bar is a fishing rod and a tackle box at his feet. Um, and he's digging into some kind of... looks to be sushi. So, we're in the Undercity. Is it literally, like, under? Yep, it's below the patchwork, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, two, two maps. There's a map of the Overcity and Undercity on Roll20, right? Yep. So there's a chain system. Is it, like... Is there a chain that runs through the Undercity? Or... No, like so a- all of the upper trains... Um, basically connect all the districts. They run along the walls of the city. Um, and there's a handful that have stations, like, I guess, further in. I'm going to be honest, I don't have an exact map of the upper city because in my campaign, we have never spent a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. I have a map of the Undercity because in a previous campaign, they spent a lot of time in the Undercity. Um, so for now, the trains in New Bismuth, at least up top, are convenient. <laughs> Let's just call them that for the sake of gameplay. Um, I can say a train can get you easily within a 10-minute walk or less to where you need to go. Um, okay. Okay, that's that's cool. The only district that doesn't really have a lot of train movement is going to be the mill um, and the Verdant Spire, specifically because both of those two are like the factory districts, and the Verdant Spire is actually a towering stack of these structures that are built to, they're basically mega farms that are stacked and tiered so that they can produce, you know, food in a smaller location than having these large fields. Oh, okay. And they use magic to do it. Um, So the trains into there are mostly to each facility rather than winding through and all of them. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. I like it. Okay. To set the scene, 
what would you all like to do? I will tell turn to uh, to my friends uh, and ask, uh, do you know who we are supposed to be meeting? I look at Riles and I, I say, let me see that paper again. Here. I open it up and uh, there's there's no name on here. Well, uh, it does say be discreet, so how about we just order some food? Uh, yeah, cool. Well, I, don't, I have a bad feeling about this place. I oh. heard that this place in sushi was pretty good. You guys come it first. Okay, I, I think I've been here before, so so I will uh, I will go and, and try to order something. And um, the, the the older man that you described uh, is this Sashi? Uh, no, um, from your experience, um, Sashi is um, an orc or a half orc gentleman, um, medium build. Um, one of, he has two tusk teeth, one of which is kind of like cracked and broken um, on his right side. This is definitely not Sashi. Is Sashi there? Is there somebody to go and order food from? Um, so sitting at the little bar, um, so again, you're looking at the building, there's a door that goes further in, and there's a very tiny bar, but you know just from experience that inside there's more seating, more places mm-hmm. to order food and things like that. Um, but s- standing at this bar, there is a particular bartender who is currently in the process of mixing um, a drink for this older gentleman. Um, you can see this person is um, a man, very hairy. Um, his arms are black with this kind of coarse, very thick um, hair. He has a very thick mustache that comes out to a curl. Um, it's kind of gross a little bit. Um, and this person is a very, he has a very square face. He's currently in the process of mixing some kind of drink. You don't recognize him as a normal bartender, but he looks a little familiar. Okay, I'm just going to nod to him and and lead the way inside so that we can order something to eat and sit down and wait for whatever it is that's supposed to happen here. Okay, Um, the man nods to you and you walk in. Do the other two of you follow? Um, Who's the bigger out of Yona and Zira? That's a good question. Yona is uh, like six foot four. Okay, and, probably uh, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty close behind her then. Powering. Okay. So you make your way in. And stretching back, you can see that this bar um, kind of wraps and continues further back into the restaurant. Off to your left, there are a handful of small kind of wooden booths um, where you can sit and order food. And off to the right, again, are these kind of makeshift stools arranged at a bar. The back window you can see is full of different types of unlabeled bottles, um, liquors, presumably. Um, And there's a single bartender or a single person behind the bar, which, Ioana, you immediately recognize as Sashi. And as you step in, he goes, Hey, Ioana, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, Looking for a snack if you have something fresh and tasty. We have some, uh, ooh, I just went Southern. Damn, that's going to be hard because most of the characters <laughs> in the other campaign have a Southern accent. Whew. We're going to find his voice again. Um, we have, damn it. Nah. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to do a voice. Fuck it. <laughs> I keep losing it. We have some salmon, which has come in from a recent catch. Um, some fishermen went up to the, the rivers. 
Aside from that, we have a very delicate and wonderful octopus, which we have actually gotten just at a premium from our friend out there. Um, and he motions to the old guy with the fishing rod. That sounds very good. Uh, how about you make us three servings um, of your finest? And uh, <laughs> perhaps I can uh, fix that broken glass over there for you for a small discount. I like that. You will not have to replace it. You will not have to replace it. I can fix it as it is. Cracks um, will be gone. Yeah, you know what? You 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 come in here more than you've come in here and helped me out more than enough. Sure, I'll give you a discount. Great. Ooh, I, I, I like being with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three of the uh, so three of the chefs special with a half off. Can, can, can I can I have a, a a glass of apple juice? Excuse me, what? A, 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 a glass of apple juice? If kind of look down at him as he's saying that. If you have any, we uh, we do not have any of that. Uh, that that's fine. Then. Cider, oh, cider. He means cider. Oh, cider. Yeah, we can give. Oh, we have uh, that. Uh, oh, he pulls off the. Yeah, he pulls off fine. the um, a, a small corked bottle, um, off the shelf, and puts it down. One apple cider. He winks. Is this alcoholic? Slides it up. No, 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 no. I, I- <laughs> Can I, I discreetly cast prestidigitation on the cider to remove the, the taste and scent of alcohol from it? Give me a slight hand check. <laughs> I was literally about to sniff it. <laughs> I was going to sniff it. Ah, slight of hand. Uh, I am not very dexterous, but this is a 15. You are terrible people. What's your passive perception? 11. 11. Man, <laughs> people trying alcohol that don't drink is a theme of this <laughs> production. That's the first thing Thurbash did. Um, what did you, you, what was your passive? Sorry. 11. 11? Mm, you don't seem to notice. You lean in and give it a sniff, a sniff, and you just smell like, smells like apple juice. I take a sip. It's very dry. It's not sweet. And, oh, so you remove the taste of alcohol too? Yep. Oh man, you have no idea. It just tastes like a dry apple juice. Like it's not very sweet. Not very, not very sweet. Uh it's fine. Uh, how, how, how much? Uh, that. Um, just give me a silver piece. Okay. Just one. It takes a long time to make. Uh, there you go. So is this gonna get Riley drunk? Uh, I mean, a cup of cider is not going to get you drunk, I think. Oh, he's really never drank anything <laughs> in his life. <laughs> I think Joanna did not know that because I probably would not make you unknowingly drink alcohol. I just, it said be discreet. Asking for apple juice in this place doesn't seem very discreet. So I was like, yeah. The apple juice brings out the flavor of the sashimi. And that's really um, unprofessional of this establishment to have no apple juice. Just saying. Um, so this is going to be a mic question. In terms of sushi, I've only ever really had, like, to be honest, I don't even know. When we order sushi, it's just like, you'll like this, you'll like this. I have no idea what any of it is. So what is, like, really good sushi? Mm, <laughs> That's my favorite. Which one? Shrimp tempura. Okay. That's just... Uh, I... It's, it's got to be sashimi at this point, though, because... Uh, it's yeah, it's sashis. It, 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 
it's really if it's with really uh, fresh sushi and good cut, then then uh, just like nigiri with a, a tiny little bowl of of wasabi under under the fish. That's really good. Um, now, when we say fresh, does that mean that it's raw? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, zero. Don't eat that stuff. <laughs> Are you sure? Hold on. You can use we a little bit discern, of fire to flash cook it. Discern the player from the character. Ooh. <laughs> nah, because I can't even pretend to like that. <laughs> <laughs> there are limits to roleplay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now, Riley's not going to eat anything. Okay, well, so while, Ioana, while you're using mending to patch up the window, um, the glass just refills itself and seals up shut. Oddly, this particular pane of glass now has a very fresh, clean spot. <laughs> which is very noticeable from the rest of the glass, which is pretty messed up. Um, <laughs> you see um, Sashi quickly put together three little sashimi rolls for you guys. Um, they look really good. Um, he puts them on the table. So what, what brings you in here today? Hmm? Aside from our snacks. Well, um, my friends were uh, going to meet somebody, and uh, we were told to be here at four, I believe. We do have a client using our rooms for a meeting. I assume, were you given a name or anything? No, just uh, an invitation, and I kind of look at, at, uh, at Zira and Riley. Riley's shaking his head no, and then when she says an invitation, he starts shaking his head yes. <laughs> like, no, yes. Um, you see Sashi go, give me one second. Um, and they walk to the back, pull the, they pull a curtain behind them, um, and you hear some muffled voices. Sashi's head pokes back out. Who told you about the interview? Uh, I look our, at... <laughs> our, our friend... Our roommate Red, um, he, 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 he set this whole uh, meeting up. And what does Red look like? Oh, he's, he's a minotaur. Right answer. Come on, and he waves you back. After you guys. Yana, as you pass by, there are three untouched sashimi rolls on the bar. I am definitely gonna grab at least one of them and just stuff it into my mouth and eat it because it's this this is delicious and we paid for it yep <laughs> you 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 paid for it actually um, i didn't actually want it i i don't know if the, i might get seasick um i've heard about it i've heard about it Ready i'm gonna i'm gonna lean down to riley and say Maybe not don't mention it, just as we're about to ask if we can get on a boat. So as you're whispering this, um, you walk okay. back and you're in the what's essentially the cold room of this place. Off to your right, there's a large metal door, which you can see clearly carved into the door. There are sigils for like it's reminiscent of prestidigitation, but it's more intricate, which means it's probably a more complex cooling spell to keep whatever's in that room sealed and cold, but you walk past that. Um, and there is a small office in the back. Um, there's a desk. Um, I'm sorry. When... Go ahead. Do I notice that it's some more co complex magic? Yeah, yeah. 
I get wide-eyed. You can give me a, a check as you pass by. What kind of check? Arcana? Probably. <laughs> you can oh. hear the drool coming out of your mouth. <laughs> that's a, that's a, um, a 14. 14. You're not entirely sure which particular spell it is. It's not one you recognize, which means that it might just be custom magic. Um, but you can tell from the basis of it, whatever it is, it's definitely a long-term enchantment that is controlling temperature. I, I poke Sashi as we're walking. Hey, how does how does that work? It it keeps things cold. <laughs> like 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 type magic. I don't know. Work? I I hired someone to make the door. Oh okay. Do, do, who do you do you know who? Uh, I'd have to look. Oh, I mean, if if you could. Roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> uh, nineteen. <laughs> you go talk to your interview and i'll take a look yeah oh thank you very much i feel like there should be a not persuasion but pity because that's all his persuasion is (laughs) well so that's that's kind of why we've determined his charisma is so high it's not because he's very persuasive it's because people are like he's endearing oh poor creature (laughs) yeah okay you poor (laughs) sad He's like the type of person that gets pity service all the time, but ha- does not realize it at all. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Sashi. Anytime. Good luck. Um, and Sashi walks back to the front of the shop, and you can hear him talking with another patron who's walked in um, as his voice kind of gets muffled. So ahead of you, there is a single wooden door, um, slightly ajar. Inside, you can hear someone moving papers around. I walk in. Um, you grasp the handle of the door and pull it open, and ahead of you is an office, which looks like it has been kind of recently cleared um, and used as like the makeshift space. There's a desk with a chair sitting in front of it, and on the other side, you see an individual, probably about 5'5", five five, roughly. Though, I don't know if you've ever seen this type of person before. They're an apeling, which means their body is covered in fur. Um, and they're very reminiscent of an ape. I might have, because the, the temple where I grew up before I came to New Bismuth was in the jungle, so yeah, if, okay. if this is yeah. where they live, I might have seen a person looking like that before. Yeah, definitely. So you've had contact with aplings before, so this isn't much of a shock. Um, the apeling before you, his fur is kind of this vibrant orange, um, flecked with these kind of spots of white, um, especially around his face which you know is kind of a sign of age. He's not old, but he's not young either. Um, And he's leaning over a desk, fumbling through some papers with his left hand. And he looks up from his papers, and you can see as he makes eye contact with you, his large brown eyes just kind of look through you for a moment. Uh, Good afternoon. And I kind of look behind me to see if, if, if the rest of my group is following me. Oh, I'm I'm peeking. Uh, like behind the door as I'm looking I just whispered myself oh he's he's hairy because I don't really know anything about this invitation other than that it exists and I I don't think I know red so I am going to like take a step back to uh, so that the guys are in front and they can they can actually talk to this person Okay. Um, so this person looks at you and their eyes kind of pierce through you for but a moment. This person goes, hello, and uh, I assume you're here for the interview. I, I just nod. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, we are. Hi. How's it going? All right. One at a time. Um, Nam, please close the door. I do. He, he puts the papers down and gestures with his left hand. Oh, you think she's going to be okay? Take a seat. She'll be fine. Okay. So uh, is he inviting me to be the first one to talk to him? Yeah, he, he motions to the chair. He said, oh, take right. a seat. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down. Okay. Just um, make sure that I don't bump into anything with the sword. Mm-hmm. You're a fighter. That's evident. Good. So, uh, tell me, what skills do you have? I can fix things. I uh, know some magic. Um, and I can punch things really hard. Or stab them, if necessary. A warrior. And I am a good swimmer. Good. Magic, what arcane prowess do you have? Well, uh, the magic that is useful when uh, you need to get somewhere fast, and uh, I can also uh, look at things that are very far away, and I kind of uh, pat the pocket of my vest, um, and a little uh, lizard that is uh, bright red and bright green uh, peeks out. And uh, I say, well, I can send her somewhere and then I can see what's going on. And uh, if needs be, she can have wings as well uh, to go places where I can't climb. Um, so that's useful. And if something's torn or broken, I can fix it with magic too. That is especially useful. I'm pretty sure you're aware that we will be on a ship. Ropes break often. They will be useful. Um, so just for your, you seem a little out of the loop here. Um, this is a security position. We are looking to hire a handful of individuals to protect and service our crew and ship while we are on contracts. Is that something that interests you? Protecting the crew of the ship. Yes, I, I think I would be good at that. I also know um, some of cartography. If you need somebody to look at maps and, and find information on maps and draw maps, I can do that too. Diviner with navigational skills. That'll fit in very nicely. A warrior and a mage, that is peculiar. In my experience, most people who take up the books often don't take up the weights. Um, and you see this person kind of shift in their seat. Now that that's out of the way, for our discretion, this person puts out their left hand and goes, My name is Kothak, Kothak Valir. And you? Joanna uh, Vilheli. Joanna, nice to meet you. So, um, introductions aside, our ship is discreet. Um, we take on a variety of contracts, some of which are, may not be entirely above board. Do you have any previous experience with law enforcement, specifically Emporo or the Todd Guard? Um, and just to clarify, those are the Emporo is the Navy of New Bismuth and like the coast. Okay. And the Todd Guard is the Navy of the island chains surrounding the coast. Basically, he's asking if you've had any clashes with them ever. Okay, sorry, I'm just writing down. It's Emporo and Tide Guard. Yep. Okay. Um I don't think I would. I I think that uh, perhaps because I, I, I did get in some fights, into some fights uh, here and there uh, around the city. Um, so I actually think that uh, I might have had a small run in here and there with a city guard, but not anything to do with the Navy. Um, so as you say this, um, you see him nod his head and he goes, 
I've had my fair share of bar brawls. That's quite all right. And he shifts his weight. And what's your passive perception? Uh, not good, I think. Uh, Ten. Ten, more than enough. You notice as he shifts his weight, because he's wearing like a, a, a white kind of vestment that's V-cut down, but there's no sleeves. And as he leans forward and puts his left elbow on the desk, you notice that, uh, for the first time, you notice that on his right arm, it's missing from the elbow down. Um, okay. And he says, so you can hold your own in a fight. That's good. Do you have any combat experience outside of bar brawls? Uh, not really, but I'm really good at them. Okay, that's good to hear. And not afraid to get into them if necessary. Can you be... Better question. Do you enjoy getting into fights? As he says this, you see his eyes kind of narrow a tiny bit. He's measuring you. I... Hmm. When I get into one, I enjoy I enjoy winning it, but I don't go looking for them specifically. Right answer. So with that being said, our ship has a very particular rule. Can you promise us that you will not bring harm to someone who's not actively trying to harm you? Everyone we capture or anyone we fight, we give them a chance to surrender. I kind of remember... Uh, my teacher and the coals and the fire that I kicked without meaning to. Um, but, I, but I look at him and I say, I will do my very best to abide by this rule. Good. You seem fitting um, to discuss paying. We, depending on the size of the contract, everyone on our ship gets a cut of whatever the proceedings for the contracts are. But general pay is 14 gold per week, two per day on the ship. For basic security. Is that okay I with you? nod and I say, that sounds reasonable to me. Okay. Um, if you're still interested in this position by the evening, say nine is when we're leaving, stop by, let me know. Um, you'll find our ship on the docks. It's called the Lily, docked on the north end. It was nice speaking to you. Um, if you could send in your friends, that would be great. Do you have any questions for me? Um, how large a ship is the Lily? How many crew do you have? Um, right now we have a crew of 25. Uh, it was previously crewed at 30 and our previous security um, left to pursue other endeavors. I am not suspicious by nature, but something about the way he said it makes me a little bit suspicious. Can I roll an insight check to see if left to pursue other endeavors perhaps means uh, are currently being eaten by crabs at the bottom of the sea? Um, yeah, sure. Roll me an insight check. Whoa, 18. 18. Um, you don't sense any malice in his statement, um, but you do get a sense of, I don't want to quite say sadness, but like... You're looking at someone who's missing a friend. Okay. Uh, I Just one question. Um, what kind of threats does your security usually have to deal with? Are there crews? Uh, some kind of uh, sea-dwelling creatures? What do you usually have to protect yourselves against? Um, in our general, ex general experience, it's mostly crew other crews that we encounter on the sea. Um, as you may know, the sea is full of pirates, people who would like to poach and steal from good merchants and p 
people who don't deserve to be ransacked. So that's just about it. In our personal experience, we have never actually encountered any of those, you know, sea monsters from legend that all those songs talk about. I've never seen one in person, but there is a bit of risk at the sea, as always. There are creatures that dwell beneath the waves that we cannot fathom. All right. Thank you for your answer. I will. Which one would you like me to send in next? Um, either or. All right, then. Um, I leave and I gesture to the door so that uh, either Zira or Riley can go in. Hey there, adventurers, and welcome to the mid-roll. I hope you're enjoying the fun so far. If you enjoy our show, please take the time to support us by following us on Twitter, reviewing us on Podchaser or iTunes, or, you know, just telling your friends about us. Storytelling is our passion, and I want to bring that passion to as many people as possible. If you'd like to learn more about the show or name your very own NPC that's non-player character, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. This week, I want to give another shout out to the awesome show called Intelligence Check. We've talked about them before, but they just completed their season one finale. And from what I've heard, it's awesome. I'm not caught up yet because they have like a bajillion episodes. Take it away. Greetings, podquesters. I am Colt Hawkins, famous bard of the podcast Intelligence Check. Intelligence Check is set in a Tolkien-esque world where our party members are forced by fate down the road of adventure. Literally, fate is physically forcing us. We keep trying to walk away, but the damn thing never lets up. Now I know what you're saying. Another D&D podcast? But trust me, I'm worth listening to. I mean, we're worth listening to. And doesn't this accent make you just want to trust me? Intelligence Check celebrates the camaraderie of lifelong friends, joking around a table while remaining true to their characters and story. We bring you short, bi-weekly adventures full of action, banter, too many tentacles, and a naked dwarf. Oh, dear God, someone please put some clothes on that dwarf. So roll an intelligence check, because the show you're listening to now is awesome, but you'll need something to hold you over while you wait for new episodes. Oh, come on, is that really the tagline we're using? All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, Riles, you want me to go first, or you want to go first? Uh, ooh, uh, I'm a bit nervous. Uh, you, 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 you can go ahead of me. After you. All right, uh... I'm- I go through the door. Okay. Um, you step past Ioana and take step in. You see the same apeling that Ioana did. Um, and he motions you. Hello. My name is Kothak. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? Hey, I'm Zira. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Please take a seat. All right. I sit down. So what do you know about the job that we will that you are interviewing for? Uh, I was told that, you know, there was a, a gig where you guys needed muscle, so I, I offer my services. Okay. Um, what capabilities do you have in combat experience, if any? Um, I've been in my fair share of fights. Uh, uh, I can hold my own pretty well, pretty strong. Can you roll me a persuasion check? I didn't make you on a roll because um, Sashi knew her. What'd you get? <laughs> I got a two, but I'm not lying. <laughs> okay. Aside from combat, what other skills do you have? I'm currently, I was a student. Uh, I study a lot. I'm pretty smart. Student uh, of? Uh, I, I study onomancy, uh, which is a 
Is Onomancy rare? Uh, not entirely. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm the only one I know who studies Onomancy. Just, you know, study true names. And summoning. Uh, yes. Convenient. Um, you see him lean down, and with his left hand, he takes a he scribbles something on a sheet. You do notice at this point that again, his right arm is missing from the elbow down. Um, so we're hiring for security. We do a variety of contracts out on sea, escorting goods, picking people up who need transport, things of that nature. Are you willing to travel to sea and act as security for our ship? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've held quite a few jobs. I, I, there's nothing I can't do. Um, Kothak nods and says, do you have any experience or quarrels with law enforcement? Um, not really. Like I said, I have been in a few fights, but never really got in trouble with the law. Good to know. Um, have you ever summoned a creature before with your own omancy? Mm, no, not yet. The brawls that you have been in, have you enjoyed the conflict? Um... Enjoyed? Not really. It was strictly for money. Of necessity. For money. Are you a ring fighter? Let's go back to necessity. It was strictly for necessity. (laughs) So was that that the player misspeaking or the character revealing something they didn't mean to? (laughs) The latter. Definitely the latter. Okay. Can you demonstrate any of your magic prowess here for me? Um, Onomancy is the magic of true names, but knowing something's name isn't especially helpful if you're on a ship being attacked by pirates or other creatures. So you want me to demonstrate some of my combat magic? Just magic. What do you have available to you? Uh, how big is this room? Um, 10 feet back or 15 feet back, 10 feet wide. It's like long. Can I just, like, use Missy Step to get to the furthest corner? Yeah, sure. Um, he watches you do that. What is your What does the spell look like when you cast it? Um, I kind of just, like, fade into mist, and then I just reappear. Mm-hmm. So Gothag watches this, and he goes, useful. Um, especially useful if a crewman is falling off ship. Um, you see him writing something down, and he goes, I only asked the demonstration because earlier we had a mage whose only trick was card magic. Did she throw the cards? No, no, just one sleeve to the other. I don't know how they thought that was going to go over well, but to each their own. It's especially not useful when someone can see with more than their eyes. Exactly, which a lot of people can. Um, Kothog looks you over. Um, Is there any essence from Zira about this interaction of why they would want to do something that would get them out of the city. Hmm, I feel like Zero only cares about getting paid. Okay, okay. I'm willing to consider you for hiring, especially if you are alongside your compatriot Ioana out there. But we do have rules. We don't bring harm to anyone who isn't actively harming us or harming someone who doesn't deserve it. Can you promise that you will do that? Uh, definitely. They're not hurting me or my friends. They don't need to be hurt. And in the face of death, have you ever held someone 
in your hand right before they die? I have not had the pleasure, no. The pleasure. Figure of speech, I'm sorry. We can bring you on board for 14 gold per week, assuming you can agree to not... You can agree to give someone a chance before they die. A chance at redemption. A chance to turn over. Can you do that? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. You said 14 gold per week. How long are we expected? Is this an indefinite gig? You know, until I choose not to be here anymore? Um, That would be the case. If we landed at a port and you saw it fit that you no longer would like to work for us, you can depart at your leisure but usually when we pick up a contract you stay for the length of the contract and then if you choose to remain a member of our crew you will always get a cut of any contracts we negotiate okay yeah sure. final question are you okay with doing things that are beneath the law below board are we talking definitely against the law or just something that we probably shouldn't be doing we have had clients in the past that asked us to be discreet. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I ponder over the question here. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Nothing that goes against our codes, but still, some authorities would call it wrong. Uh, yeah, as long as we're not assassins, I don't think I have a problem with it. No, we were, We are not assassins. I can guarantee you that much. Okay. Um, Kothak stands, raises their left hand to you for a handshake. It was nice speaking to you. Um, Step by the docks tonight and we will be off if you're willing to work with us. We will not be in city long. And before we depart, we do have one task for you and potentially your compatriots to undergo, but that will be discussed if you decide to work with us. Is it like a test? Uh, In a sense, or just a job. Something simple. Great. I am awesome at tests. Good to hear it. All right, send in your uh, little friend. Mm. Okay, I, I will. I think Joanna and, and Riley might be like exchanging a few words uh, <laughs> while Zira is talking to uh, to Kothak. Because I think Riley is very obviously uh, <laughs> panicky in this situation. Let me get out of here. That's an understatement. <laughs> Riley, yeah. you're gonna be okay. Very, he asked very simple questions. Uh, what can you do? What kind of magic can you do? Uh-huh. Can you not hurt people by accident? Right. Have uh, you had trouble with the law? There. That kind of questions, that simple there. questions to answer. That there's the problem, though, Yona. Uh, not hurt them by accident, Whitley? What do you mean? Like little things? I mean, you know, they don't call me O'Reilly for nothing. <laughs> Look, if... Things happen. Just think before you stab somebody, basically. Oh, I it's don't do. It's not that difficult. Oh, I don't. I'm usually on the, the other end of the, the pointy things, not, not the one holding <laughs> them. <laughs> You're going to be fine. If the, if the sushi rolls are still there, I'm going to eat both of them. Okay, uh, they're definitely. I need there. protein. I, I I need protein. I'm I'm a I'm a big lady. I I need to eat something. Um. So you down those two, and Riley, the door opens. Zero steps out, and you see this, the furry apling man sitting at the desk. He motions for you in. 
Oh, okay. I give Riley thumbs up as he, as he is, is, is going towards the door. Yeah. As he's going in, you see like a faint smile kind of curl across Kothak, Kothak's face. Um, how do Riley sees that? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more nervous and I gingerly close the door. Barely makes a sound. Hello. Hi. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Uh... My, my, my name is Riley with a W. Uh, oh, you see my, an eyebrow raise. All right. My 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 friends out there could. Uh, well, some people call me O'Reilly. Uh, hi. My name is Kothak Valir. I am the captain of the Gilded Lily. We are a contract ship, a brigantine. We are equipped with weapons to defend ourselves if need be. Now. Why do you want to work for us? But, um, well, but it, what was this? Uh, nothing was really described. It was more of a, uh, um, how do I say? Um, you'll get us, we will be able to see the world and then and leave uh, New Bismuth. You know, it's not really pleasant here anymore, really, as you can see. Uh, how much fear you know, is, is Riley wearing on his sleeve, do you think? It's... It's not fear at the moment. It's more of nervousness. Okay. Nervousness at the interview at, or him at asking? At this interview and that smile that he Okay. Showed. So you would like um, to see the world. That yeah. I can guarantee you will happen aboard our ship. My yeah. ship. That's good. What skills do you have to offer? Um, we are hiring for security. Um, people to watch over our ship and our crew during our endeavors. Is that something you feel you're willing to or capable of accomplishing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a student of magic. Uh, as you can see, I'm not that, that big and strong. Uh, but uh, I, I do know some, some, some stuff. Uh, I've been going to school for about two years, so I, I, I've had... A lot of practical experience, but I, I feel like I can... I, I'll do my best, is what I'm saying. Um, as you're saying this, you can see the smile. There's like a guarded smile that you can see a little tiny bit. Not insidious, but like almost reminiscent, I guess. Um, roll me... Can you roll me an insight check? Let me use this blue dice. Uh, 13. You see a bit of curiosity and a little bit of recognition in his face and he goes do you have any experience with the law no good no, no, no. roll me a deception check oh god that's bad uh deception um 13 again yeah that's a nine nine plus four is 13 you see him lean in a little bit kid it's fine have you had any experience with the law you can no. tell me it will not reflect on if you are hired for this position or not. Uh, we just no, like to know what we are getting into. I, no, sir. Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just a bit nervous. Mm-hmm. How about this? Is there anything from your past that may potentially endanger my crew? No, not that, I, not that I'm aware of. Like I said, I'm just, a, I'm just a student. Does he believe that? I don't, I think he does. He's more, he's, it's more about him, not okay. any of his crew. Roll me a persuasion check. Oh, that I'm probably gonna that persuasion is eight. Oof. Okay. 
Um, you're a student of magic, you said? Yes, sir. What magic are you capable of? What do you practice? Uh, well, uh, a bit of bit of everything. I I could do some, uh, you know, a, a charming, a little bit of lightning. I can. I have magic that makes me run really fast. Uh, charming. Cold. Yes. Have you ever sure. used this type of magic on an individual before? Uh, my yes. Just what like for? a couple times. Oh, well, they were really aggressive to me, and I kind of, like, hit, like, touched the uh, scar on his nose. And he's like, uh, a little bit hostile to me. Uh, usually I'm on the, the the wrong end of a pointy sword or axe. You uh, prefer to coerce rather than attack, yes? Yes, yes. I, I, I don't like physical violence. That is a useful skill. Would you like to try it on me? Oh, I, I practical I don't, demonstration. Are you sure? I mean, I could, I could do. I, I, I've got, a, I've got a message. I could, I could send you messages. I can assure you that is not a need we have. Uh, you don't need to see me run fast or something. You want, you want me to charm you? Our boat is only so big. One, you can only run to the edge of it. Oh, okay. A charm okay. would be a demonstration would be preferable. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, and I uh, use charm person. Okay. What's the saving throw? It's 13, I think, or? Uh, 12. 12. Ooh, it's even lower. That's because I'm not using. Yeah, I'm using. Oh, yeah, because you're. Gotcha. Uh -huh. um, you see 12. I wonder if that passes. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Wow, I rolled very low. Um, you see him kind of smile. That is a very nice skill. Usually my mental faculties are not so easily persuaded. And he kind of smiles. Thank you. You seem like someone who doesn't facilitate violence. I appreciate that. But there is one matter that we need to discuss. Mm -hmm. You are hiding something, and I fear it could put my crew in danger. What has got you so afraid? Um... I I don't feel comfortable saying this out loud. How about this? I message you the answer. It's another show of my powers, and I feel like a little bit of trust between us, yeah? That is fine. I can be discreet. Okay. Do I have so to actually say the message? Yeah, you can say it, yeah. And in the message, so he's going to take out, um, what, what's the components for this? Uh, a piece of copper wire. He's going to speak into it. And then he's going to break it. And that activates a spell for him. Okay. And what he says is, is um, he is a student at a night school. Or he was a student at a night school. And it goes something like, well, I, I went to a night school for about two years. Um, oh, very hush-hush. Uh, ooh, I don't know, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Uh may have been raided by uh, the authorities. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it was raided. And, um, oh, please believe me. I, I have no idea. Uh, and so that I'm a little jumpy and need to get away from the city. Ooh. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry for trying to lie to you. 
I understand your predicament. What did they teach you at this night school? Uh, Again, full discretion. I just would like to know what I might be getting into. We're leaving town probably tonight, so the chances of me ever seeing you again are very low. Okay, well, he le- this time Riley leads in, tapping on the table nervously, and he's like, well, you know, in my, in my second year, we started to learn necromancy. Uh, and it's, it's, it's illegal. Yeah, I'm, I didn't I'm learn very much. aware. I didn't, no, no, I, I didn't learn much, so it's, it's fine. And no one really knows. It's an, it was a night school. I can assure you that is not a problem. And so I'm like, satisfied that you were able to disclose that information to me. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to raise the debt or anything. <laughs> like, no. They didn't teach me anything like that. Uh, so. Since you have taken a moment to extend some honesty to me, I will extend some to you. He leans in close and he just says, have you ever heard of Drogma's wing? Well, no. Should I have? Um, roll me a history check. Emma. You live in New Bismuth. You would definitely, there's a very high chance of you knowing who these people are. You said history. Oh, that's a five. Three plus two. You didn't personally see it yourself, but a few weeks ago, you do remember seeing or hearing about illusions of someone appearing in the streets all over the city, announcing themselves as a member of Drogma's Wing and their intent to subjugate the entire city. Now, now that you, you mention it, wasn't there some kind of weird magic-y thing? I was, I'm surprised I forgot, because it was magic-based. Um, but there was this lady who popped up in the, in the streets. That is correct. And now you understand our discretion. Because we're fighting them? We do, no. We oh. are. I represent Drogma's wing on the Gilded Lily. How does he react to that? Riley pulls back, yes. Riley pulls back pretty quick, like, eyes wide. I assure you, the recent events in our city were a ploy by someone our group was attempting to apprehend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A cult that attempted to flood the Undercity and subjugate its people. When we got on their tail, they tried to turn the city on us. Thankfully, they were apprehended. Now, I'm telling you this so you know that you are not the only one who tries to skirt away from the authorities if need be. With that being said, our faction, we take contracts for people. But along the process of these contracts, if we see anyone on the sea or the land or the ports or the docks, abusing their authority against people who have lesser means and better morals. We step in. Are you prepared to do that? Riley? Yeah, that's, that's fine, yeah. Then I think we can find some common ground at sea. Go. If we're being totally honest, I've never been to sea before. I can tell. And I get up. And I leave. Wait. Before you go, speak with your two compatriots. If you are willing, I have a small job for you right now. And 
now that you know some truth of the situation. Our crew cannot quite afford to show our face in the city right now, so we need you to acquire some goods for us to secure your employment. Just some grocery shopping? Essentially, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll let them know. You can bring them in if you wish. They're still here. If not, meet me at the docks tonight. We can pick up supplies at another port, though it will cost a premium. <sighs> at, is there any what, what time should we be at the docks? Beyond sundown, we are leaving at midnight. Okay. Oh, uh, it was pleasure, uh, uh, Mr. K- uh, Kothak Valier. Uh, As I'm you gonna... walk out and close the door, us, the viewers, see a faint kind of smile of recognition across his face. Riley doesn't realize this, but in Riley's nervous, apprehensive persona, we see a reflection of someone Kothak once knew when he first started as a member of Dragon's Wing. Um, the door closes behind you. What would you all like to do right now? I think that went well. Uh, right, see? I told you, nothing to worry about. Yeah, I was just nervous. He, did he, was it. Gonna, he wasn't gonna like me. Um, so he said he, we have to go pick up some groceries for him? Uh, as like a... Groceries? A grocery shopping, basically, yeah. Um, or we could just meet him at the docks at midnight. They need us to pick up supplies. Yeah, uh, for the ship, for the trouble. Uh, Actually, we can do that. I mean, we should maybe ask him what specifically, because I didn't. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll talk is, about. Is it that. hot in here? I'm a little. It's a little. Uh, it is a little warm. Don't worry. A little warm. Okay. Yes, it is. Come on, let's 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 go. Uh, let's let's ask what kind of supplies they need. I wouldn't know the first thing to put on the ship. Fish? Okay. No, the, you, get, can, you can pull the fish I out think, of the sea, I think right? You should, you should ask him. I feel like I, I did such a good job. I don't think that um, I don't want to ruin it. So you guys should, you two should ask. I don't want to ruin the good impression I left. We got your back, bro. I had to mute myself because that fish comment. <laughs> <laughs> I like maxed out my mic volume. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Fish? No, we can just pull that in from the sea. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm from I'm from the the coast dwelling people, right? So yeah. when when somebody tells me to bring some food, the first thing that comes to my mind is get some fish. Yeah. So yeah. um, and we are talking about going into the sea. Yeah, fish live in the water. Uh, all right, let's go then and ask Mister Kothak what kind of supplies they need. I wouldn't mind actually getting groceries because I am hungry. You I mean, I, we bought the sushi and it was delicious, but since you were not eating it, I, I ate it. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's fine. We can we can get something else. <laughs> I don't okay, think I should have. I don't think I should have ordered that that apple juice. I mean, didn't, you feeling all right? Roll me a con save. <laughs> oh no! I was waiting for oh. it to happen. Doesn't it great? Oh no! If I was very mean, I would have had you roll it right before you walked into the Three. Interview. Three. Oh, no. You're feeling wobbly. Um, you have disadvantage on dexterity checks for the next hour. Not that I was good at those anyway. So. Oh, yeah, it doesn't agree with me. Well, okay, I'm gonna... He scribbles into his um, leather notebook, takes it out of his pocket, and he just says, No apple cider. 
<laughs> says, Sashi's apple cider equals bad. <laughs> Expired, do not eat. No, just, just no apple cider at all. Just <laughs> No apple juices. juice, no life. That's just strictly juices, any kinds of juice, no ciders. So you guys go ask. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually go get some fresh air. Yeah, that sounds like it might help. I think I'm feeling a little bit guilty for uh, him being slightly wobbly uh, <laughs> because I accidentally made him Riley, drink something that he shouldn't. Riley is putting his hand on the wall, but trying to act cool about it. And just like... <laughs> the funny part about this is that ciders are usually v- not very high in alcohol. <laughs> very mild in yeah. terms of alcohol. Yeah, it's like you had half a light beer and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, unless it's one of the ones I'm drinking, which is apparently a 6.2. That's mm, still not bad. It's still not bad. But yeah. my beer is like 4. Yeah. Mm, yeah, okay, that's true. Then again, my tolerance is very bad. If I have a six-pack, I literally can't speak. So. <laughs> Good to know. The, f- the two of you now stand inside Sashi's. You watch Riley kind of hobble out um, outside to get some fresh air. Um, at this point, it is roughly 6 p.m., um, you can see that the outside in the bay, the sky has kind of turned this pinkish orange as the sun is slowly making its way down. Um, what would the two of you, Zira and Yuana, like to do? Go ask Mr. Kothak for instructions. Okay. Yes. We don't have we don't have time to waste. It's it's going to be uh, sunset soon. So uh, if he wants us to buy some stuff, we should hurry. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you open the door to the office where Kotak is sitting. He's currently packing up, um, his stuff. He basically just has a, a over-the-shoulder pack with him that he has kind of stuffed some notes in. Hi, uh, I assume Riley has talked to you. I said you need us to pick up some supplies? That is true. Um, I apologize for giving you directions to show at night. Our operation requires a little discretion. After speaking with Riley, it's very clear that the three of you can be trusted to some degree. I assume he has told you some of the details of what we require. Uh, not no, so not, much. He, he wasn't feeling too well. I think he was really nervous while he was in here. Okay. Um, I can, yeah, that was very evident. <laughs> Poor kid. Anyway. That's okay. Um... Our ship is low on black powder stores, and one of our cannons was damaged in um, our previous contract. We just need you to go to a, our supplier in the Undercity and retrieve some goods for us. At the current moment, there are the normal members of our crew that would be able to do this cannot. So if you can just acquire those goods and have them shipped to the docks before midnight, we can be off. Uh, yes, I think we can do this? I look at Zira. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely take care of it for you. Uh, is there some kind of payment we're supposed to deliver for this? Um, yeah, hold on. And he reaches through his back bag and he pulls out uh, a pouch. Here, this should more than cover it. Um, and he hands you a hefty bag of coins. Alright. The vendor we're sending you to is a friend, so we are generous. Okay then. Uh, yeah. well, where are we going? This guy trusts us a lot. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, barely bet us. Bag of gold. There you go. I was rolling checks because he was doing things that you guys couldn't quite perceive. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. That's Take underhanded. 
too nervous to perceive anything. Yeah, too nervous to perceive anything. <laughs> Kopak I was too is excited. a lot more than he seems. Like he said, yeah. he can see with more than eyes. By the way, guys, uh, word of this session is discreet. <laughs> In the or Undercity, discretion. on the... I guess that would be north. Whatever. Go to the far side of the docks, opposite of where we are. Follow the street back. There's a black powder vendor. Um, his shop is built around the entrance of a mine that he owns. Um, we need you to purchase a full order of black powder for a, for a brigantine. And we need two cannons. Mm-hmm. Full, full order of black powder and two cannons. Yep. You shouldn't encounter any trouble. He's a friend. Um, he knows how to be discreet. All right. Oh. Okay, let's go then. And I did not yeah, mention, yeah. Um, oh. our associate will be coming with you to ensure that everything goes according to plan. He snaps his fingers and you see that there's a kind of a bracelet he has on that he's been wearing. It kind of glows with a faint light and you see an individual appear in the corner. Um, appear? Zira, you would notice that it's the opposite corner that you happen to teleport into. But um, you see oh, a bald man, um, like very clean shaven, muscular, He's wearing um, a very, very like loose and kind of tattered white cotton shirt, and he nods his head to you. Um, you notice that upon both of his hands, he has a pair of brass knuckles, um, and across one eye, there's a large scar, and across other parts of his face and neck, there are other scars kind of adorning his body. This man has seen combat. I look at, uh, what's his name, Kovac, and I ask him, uh, was he there the whole time? Yes. Well, that would have been embarrassing if I chose that corner. Yeah, what I was, that was lucky. <laughs> I think I was the one lucky, sir. Okay. Yes, you were. All right. Um, this is Neil. He'll be working with you if you encounter any problems. He can help sort them out. Again, docks midnight. We will be leaving. If you are not here, we will leave without you. Um, and oh, he will be there. He. Um, Stands up and starts to walk out and he goes, it was a pleasure. Also, again, discretion. If there's any inkling of anyone coming near our ship, we will be gone without you. And he walks out. And you see this, this individual, tall, roughly six feet, very muscular, bald. Um, he just kind of stands there with his arms crossed and nods. Hello. Hey, Hello. what's up? Your name's Neil, right? Nice yes, my name is Neil. What is your name? Uh, I'm Zira. Zira. I reach out my hand. And can you he, shake hands with brass knuckles? He know. doesn't put his hand out. Okay, I'll keep this to myself. And you? I am Joanna. If you were here, you already know our names. It is polite to make acquaintance. It is. Yes, yes you are right. Uh, well then, Mr. Neil, let's go and buy us some black powder and cannons. <laughs> Sorry, I, you. I had to sneeze during whole meeting. I couldn't hold in. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes are clearly watering. <laughs> oh god, no, I'm imagining this huge muscly dude with brass knuckles standing and his face is getting redder and redder <laughs> and he is trying not to sneeze for 20 minutes. <laughs> that was a lot. I will ask boss to never have to do again. That was bad. 
I'm okay. He didn't do the rapid machine gun one. Choo 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 choo. Okay, Mister Neil, let's go then. Uh, okay. uh, so uh, we should just leave and and then go to the other end of the docks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would like the the coin pouch that uh, Kothak gave us to be. Uh, like uh, in my in my pack, but in in a way that I I just want to make sure it's it's safe that nobody just uh, pocket uh, pickpockets uh, the money, because that would be not good for yeah, us and our <laughs> and our prospects of being hired. Um, okay, yeah. So you secure it kind of in the depths of your pouch, like not on any yeah. of the like outer pockets. Stuff that'd be easy to bump into and just lift. Um, yeah. And you're pretty confident no one can get to it right now. Um, and as the sun is setting, um, technically it would be on the other side of New Bismuth. So the, the, the lip of the cave and the, the mountain or the mountainous amount of earth above you is kind of casting this long shadow in the bay. As you make your way down the dock, you can see that some ships have started lighting their oil lanterns, um, to prepare for the coming night. And you make your way into the Undercity to begin your first job for your new prospective employer. And of course we grab Riley as we leave. Oh yeah, I assume Riley's outside. So you bump, you guys bump past with him. Um, Riley, a new individual has appeared with them. Bald guy, um, brass knuckles, clean shaven. He just nods to you. Hello. Hello, little person. <laughs> that's Neil, that's, 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 that's Riley. Uh, he'll be coming with us. Neil. Big person. Hello, shaky man. The solid man. And he kind of bumps. He bumps your hand on the. Uh, bumps his hand on your shoulder, and he goes, "You tell a good story. I would like <laughs> to see what you do." I don't know what you mean. <laughs> he says, "Where'd he come from?" He was. He was. He was there when Mister. He was Kothak there the was whole time. Just look at him nervously, give him this weird, like double double teeth smile, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and with that as riley's kind of doing this weird smile our view pulls away and you turn down a side street and make your way towards the mine where you will be acquiring goods for kothak across town a few blocks away from our adventuring party through the winding streets of the undercity of new bismuth we find ourselves in the cavern workshop of gillian welk a local armor and artificer. A dim firelight flickers from within this shop, bathing the street outside in a light orange glow. Parked on the curb, right next to the door, is a small horse-drawn wagon, filled to the brim with hay and barrels marked ale. Normally, the sound of hammers on metal and the muttered curses of a frustrated tinkerer would bleed into the streets from within. But tonight, Things are different. From inside, we hear nothing but silence. Then, the door of the shop front gently creaks open, and two human individuals load a large cylindrical canister into the back of this hay-filled wagon. They quickly look to and fro, and then shuffle the hay to hide this newly stowed package. For a brief moment, we see the barrel of one of Gillian's handcrafted ship cannons peeking from underneath this simple disguise, 
right before it's quickly covered. Then, one of the humans, a woman, climbs into the back of the wagon and calls to the driver. The crack of a whip echoes through this empty street and the horse begins to pull its haulage towards the docks. And in the dim, flickering firelight of Gillian's shop, we see a small black tattoo at the base of this woman's neck. A curled tentacle of a deep sea leviathan. The cult of the Deep One is here. Hey there, listeners, and thanks for sticking around. I hope you're as excited as I am for things to come, because boy, does it get spicy. Our theme song, titled A New Hero in Town, was created by Kevin McLeod. We use his work a lot throughout our production, so check out Incomputech Music to find out more about what he does and how you can improve your own stuff using his amazing work. Our ambient tracks for this episode were created by Sword Coast Soundscapes, which you'll find linked in our episode description. I'll keep this one short and sweet. We'll be dropping episodes for this show during the off weeks of the main feed, so you can get double the Asperon in the same amount of time. Stay healthy, and see you next week.